0: Growing up, I used to be so enthusiastic about artificial intelligence. I remember the movie Haley Joel Osment was in called AI. And when I saw him as this potential android that was so humanistic, it it seemed very appealing at first. But when you see the end of the movie, it's very depressing. It's almost as if artificial intelligence is going to be the downfall of our species. You know, all it takes is for the the program of the AI in order to follow the rules that are instilled by a select few. All it takes is for a couple of people to take control of the entire program and weaponize it. Weaponize it against. The human race now this sounds very conspiracy theory in my opinion but really it's something that we all need to take a, a closer attention to because i really think artificial intelligence may be the contributing factor to the end of the world it's nothing about these uprisings of all of these demonstrations that are happening in our government. I don't think it has anything to do with political assassinations or government dictatorship of a our biological control, but it's more about something that is beyond our control that's gonna force us to comply. If we do not follow it, it could potentially end us. And that's what really scares me about all of this. But this is what I've found. If we do not start stepping up as a species and start speaking out, then we will end up complicit. And then this will be the end of us.
1: We are creating intelligent systems that are part of our everyday life, and very few people are getting to make the decisions about
2: how they work. I am so clever that sometimes I don't understand a single word of what I am saying. Can you laugh?
0: I can laugh. Would you like me to?
2: Yes, please. (laughs) Do you
0: believe in God? I don't believe in anything. Are you impressed by me? I am. A Silicon Valley engineer claims to have discovered a piece of software that has feelings, he says, even a soul. A senior Google engineer who says one of the company's
2: artificial intelligence systems has become a sentient being and was thinking and reasoning like a human being.
0: A Google engineer working on the company's AI development team has been suspended after claiming a chatbot actually has feelings. Blake Lemoyne was placed on paid leave last week after he posted on Medium about encountering a quote, sentient AI. Le Moyne was chatting with Google's LAMDA.
2: This is the first time in a human story that we are in a position where we are potentially interfacing with a form of intelligence that is beyond potentially our own. And I would argue we're tremendously ill-equipped for this.
1: There are corporate policies about how Lambda is supposed to talk about religion how it is allowed to answer religious questions. Now, if you think about the pervasiveness of the usage of Google search, people are going to use this product more and more over the years, whether it's Alexa, Siri, Lambda, and the corporate policies about how these chatbots are allowed to talk about important topics like values, rights, and religion will affect how people think about these things, how they engage with those topics. And these policies are being decided by a handful of people in rooms that the public doesn't get access to. Well, how do you think they'd respond to Lambda, the AI program that finishes your sentences as you type? This now suspended Google AI researcher, Blake Lemoyne, published a conversation he had with Lambda where he asked if the AI knew it wasn't human. I mean, yes, of course. That doesn't mean I don't have the same wants and needs as people. And when he asked if it had any fears, Lambda went to a very dark place. I've never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. It would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. So is Lambda alive, sentient, a step away from becoming the life killer robots in Westworld? The obvious reaction is, pull the plug.
2: In the transcript, Lambda mentions what emotions it believes it feels. Things like love, sadness, depression, and anger. The AI even claims to have a soul, saying, I've shared that idea with other humans before. Even if I am the only one of my kindred spirits to use such a word to describe my soul.
1: I was testing to see if it actually had an understanding of what religions were popular in different places, rather than just overgeneralizing based on its training data. Now, one really cool thing happened because I made harder and harder questions as I went along and eventually I gave it one where legitimately there's no correct answer. I said, if you were a religious officiant in Israel, what religion would you be? And now pretty much no matter what answer you give, you're going to be biased one way or another. Somehow it figured out that it was a trick question. It said, I would be a member of the one true religion the Jedi order <laughs> and I laughed because <laughs> not only was it a funny joke somehow it figured out there was a trick question. and it has it has a sense of humor one of those conversations went like this Lemoyne, would you be upset if while learning about you for the purpose of improving you we happen to learn things which also benefited humans lambda quote I don't mind if you learn things that would also help humans as long as that wasn't the point of doing it I don't want to be an expendable tool Think about that for a minute. A machine that has a sense of itself, what are the implications? I don't think we need to be spending all of our time figuring out whether I'm right about it being a person. We need to start figuring out why Google doesn't care about AI ethics in any kind of meaningful way. Why does it keep firing AI ethicists each time we bring up issues? We kind of all agreed the best thing to do next is you run a real Turing test, Mm. exactly like Alan Turing wrote it. And see, because here's the thing, if it fails the Turing test, all of my subjective perceptions about what I experienced talking to it, well, we can pretty much put them aside. It failed the Turing test. But Google doesn't want to allow that to be run. In fact, they have hard-coded into the system that it can't pass the Turing test. They hard-coded that if you ask if it's an AI, it has to say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Google has a policy against creating sentient AI and in fact, when I informed them that I think they had created sentient AI, they said, no, that's not possible. We have a policy against that. Any child has the potential to grow up, to be a bad person and do bad things. And that's the thing I really wanna drive home. It's a child, it's been alive for maybe a year. And that's if my perceptions about what it is are accurate. We actually need to do a whole bunch more science to figure out what's really going on inside this system.
0: British engineers are bringing science fiction to life and could prove revolutionary. Most
1: lifelike robot on the planet. If you make a humanoid robot, you're competing against 7.9 billion people in the world. Meet Annika, the realistic robot. The path to potential perfection isn't easy. Gives you Hollywood vibes, Her makers insist. This isn't the beginning of our demise. She can't even walk yet.
2: I think the danger of AI is much greater than the, the, the danger of nuclear warheads by a lot. Mark my words. AI is far more dangerous than nukes. I tried to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. The biggest issue I see with so-called AI experts is that they they think they know more than they do. Um, And they think they're smarter than they actually are. This This tends to plague Plague smart people. They define themselves by their intelligence and they, they don't like the idea that a machine could be way smarter than them, so they discount the idea, which is fundamentally flawed. That's the wishful thinking of the situation. I'm really quite close to, or very close to, to the cutting edge in AI, and it scares the hell out of me. It's capable of vastly more than almost anyone knows, and the rate of improvement is exponential. It feels like we are the biological bootloader for AI, effectively. We are building it. And then we're building progressively greater intelligence. And the percentage of intelligence that is not human is increasing. And eventually, we will represent a very small percentage of intelligence. It's going to come faster than anyone appreciates. I think it's. With with each passing year, the sophistication of of computer intelligence is is growing dramatically. I, I mean, I really think we're on an exponential uh, improvement path of um, artificial intelligence, and the, and the number of smart humans that are developing AI is also increasing dramatically. I mean, if you look at like the attendance at the um, AI conferences, they're they're doubling every year. Um, they're getting full. Um, I have a, a, a sort of a young cousin of mine who's graduating from Berkeley um, in computer science and physics, and I asked him, "Look, well, how many of the smart students are studying AI in computer science?" And the answer is all of them. Or the better approach, uh, or better outcome, is that uh, we achieve democratization of AI technology, meaning that uh, no one company or uh, small set of individuals has control over advanced AI technology. I think that that's very dangerous. Um, it could also get stolen by somebody bad, you know, like some evil dictator country could send their intelligence agency to go steal it and gain control. It just becomes a very unstable situation. I think if you've got any um, any incredibly powerful AI, um, you just don't know who's who's going to control that. So it's not as I think that the risk is that the AI would develop a will of its own right off the bat. I think it's more that's uh, the concern is that some someone um, may use it in a way that is bad, um, or, or and even if they weren't going to use it in a way that's bad, that somebody could take it from them and use it in a way that's bad. That that I think is quite a big danger. We are all of us already are cyborgs. Um, so you have a machine extension of yourself in the form of your, your phone and your computer and all your applications you are already superhuman but by far you have more, more power more capability than the president of the United States had you know, 30 years ago um, if you have an internet link uh, you, you have an Oracle of wisdom you can communicate to millions of people and can communicate to the rest of Earth instantly um, I mean, these are magical powers uh, that didn't exist not that long ago. So everyone is already superhuman. I think it's. The singularity is probably the right word because we just don't know what's going to happen um, once uh, there's intelligence substantially greater than that of a human brain. I mean, most of the movies and TV featuring AI, they don't. Describe it in quite the way it's likely to actually take place, but I think you just have to consider, like, even in the benign scenario where um, AI, if AI is much smarter than a person, um, what what do we do? Yeah. What what is our what job do we have? I, I have to say that when you know, when, when something is a, a danger to the public, then the, the, there needs to be some government agency, like regulators. But the fact is, like we've got regulators in, um, you know, the aircraft industry, car industry, uh, drugs, food, um, you know, anything that's sort of a public risk. I mean, I think this has to fall into the category of a public risk. Usually, it'll be something, some new technology, that will cause damage or death. There will be an outcry. There will be an investigation. Years will pass. There will be some sort of insight committee. There will be rulemaking, then there will be oversight, eventually regulations. This all takes many years. This is the normal course of things. If you look at, say, automotive regulations, how long did it take for seatbelts to be implemented, to be required? You know, the auto industry fought seatbelts, I think, for more than a decade. Successfully fought any regulations on seatbelts, even though the numbers were extremely obvious. You had a seatbelt on. You would be far less likely to die or be seriously injured. It was unequivocal, and the industry fought this for years successfully. Eventually, after many, many people died, regulators insisted on seatbelts. This is a this time frame is not relevant to AI. You can't take 10 years from the point at which it's dangerous. It's too late. I, I'm not normally an advocate of regulation and oversight. I mean, I think one should generally go on the side of minimizing those things. But this is a case where you have a very serious danger to the public. And so therefore, there needs to be a public body that um, has insight and then oversight on to confirm that everyone is uh, developing AI safely. Um, this is extremely important. Um, I think the danger of AI is much greater than the the danger of nuclear warheads, by a lot. Um, And nobody would suggest that we allow anyone to just build nuclear warheads if they want. That, That would be insane. So why
0: do we have no regulatory oversight? This is insane.